Somebody shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Beloved, you are welcome to the season 12 of Biblical Furnaces. It is the season finale for our season 4. Season 4 is a collection of episodes that showcase sinners that ended up as saints in the face of the Lord. It's a season wherein people like you and I that started as entitled leaders ended as engaged leaders for God. The three leaders that formed the illustrative case studies that we shared in this season shaped the church individually and collectively. Their contributions to leadership essentials are showcased in each episode of PP that we have gone through from season from episode 1 to episode 11 and today we are looking at episode 12 which is the season finale now let's take the case studies one after the other let's start with paul which we really look at more than uh, um, any other of the apostles or church leaders in this season because we devoted i think four or, or more episodes to paul paul lived from 5 a.d to 67 a.d Apostle Paul was probably about 60 years or 62 years old when he died. By the first century standard, he lived a long life. Paul never met Jesus Christ in person, as we know very well. The book of Acts suggests that Paul's conversion in chapter 9 may have occurred four to, between 4 to 7 years after the crucifixion of Jesus, so he never met Jesus in person. However, just like Jesus, Paul started his ministry when he was probably 30 years old after the story of Stephen. We all recall that we started talking about Paul with the story of Stephen. Beloved, you will recall that from episode 5 of this season to episode 9, we explained and noted the contributions of Paul to Christian leadership. Among other things, Paul taught us the following. Number one, he taught us that problems or difficulty never stops a true leader. No. In fact, difficulty and problems are improvement opportunities and a full to, to higher responsibility and higher blessings for true leaders. Number two, Paul taught us that endurance and perseverance must be in the toolbox of a Christian leader. No genuine Christian leader that can really lead successfully without having endurance and perseverance in their tubers. Number three, true leaders that are true to their character are unstoppable when it comes to fulfilling destiny because that character, especially when it's a godly character, is constant. It will be a shining light. Number four, if you stone others, this is very, very important. If you stone others, expect to be stoned sooner or later, even when you become born again or you repent, it will come back. And if you lift others up, beloved, on the other side, expect that you shall be lifted in the mighty name of Jesus. That's number four. Number five, what we can learn from Apostle Paul is that biblical leaders like Paul are often chosen by God himself, not by the characteristics or indices of a man. So when a man Stand in the way of somebody that God has chosen. You must move away 
allow that person to face God they have chosen that fellow. There's no need for contest or contestation. Number six that we can learn from Paul. Distress will bring out the best from a true leader as it did for Paul. Distress and disappointment will bring out the best from a true leader. Number seven. Trials improve the strength of character of a true leader. It sharpens it. It makes it shine when we undergo trials. Number eight, like Paul, leaders should desire to be multi-talented. To be multi-talented. A lazy fellow cannot really be multi-talented. So laziness cannot be found, must not be found, or cannot be found in the life of a true leader. Number nine, that we can learn from Paul. Courage and confidence will set talent on fire. If we are talking about a true leader. And like Paul, number 10, leaders should desire to be a polymath. Many are different ways of knowing. Read vastly, write vastly, and have comprehensive knowledge about a lot of things. Praise the Lord. Let's quickly move now to Peter. We also address, we actually started the season with Peter. Peter lived in, from 1 BC to 64 AD or thereabout. Wiki tells us that Peter was a Catholic Pope and a apostle of, of Jesus Christ. And we know that even from the Bible. It, Wiki also put his death between AD 64 and 68. Based on historical data, therefore, Peter reigned as Pope from AD 30 until his death when he was crucified in Rome under Emperor Nero. We can read more of that online. Peter is credited with founding the, the church at Antioch when Jesus Christ, where Christians were first, that is the place where Christians were called Christians for the very first time. And that is in present day Antioch in Turkey. And of course, he also presided over the church in Rome. His name, as we know, as we will recall from BP and is there in the Bible, was Simon Peter. And that name can be found almost 19 times in the New Testament. His prominence among the disciples was not in doubt, because in every time that the names of the disciples were to be mentioned, his rank was mentioned first. Beloved, from episode 1 to 4 of this season, we highlighted the story of Peter to foreground his significant contribution to Christian leadership. We enter earlier, in other words, we, amongst other things, said, number one, that Peter taught us that a working man can make a great leader. So, you are from a blue-collar background. It doesn't mean that you cannot make a great leader. That is not an excuse to, 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 to become, to become uh, uh, someone that will demonize people in the church or in a department that you are leading. Number two, humble beginnings can be a launch pad for an engaged leader, just like Peter showed us. Also, Peter showed us that flawed people have the potential to become successful leaders. So there's nothing, and if you see anyone that is leading in, in, in a parish or even where we work, in our secular assignment, in our business, in the corporate world, that is projecting the image as if it's perfect, it's flawless, you need to look at that person twice. 
Why? Because flawed people like Peter can actually make a success out of leadership assignment. People follow engaged leaders like Peter. Peter was engaged throughout. And naturally people followed him. He earned the respect and people followed him. He did not coerce anyone to follow, to follow him. Or manipulate or cajole anyone to follow him. Number five. We saw it with Peter a lot. Enthusiasm can be a leader. Can be a lever for an engaged leader. Enthusiasm can be a lever that an engaged leader will use to achieve success. Beloved number six thing we can learn from Peter is confidence and courage, just like we learned from Paul. And we also learned the same thing from Polycar. Confidence and courage will stand the leader out. Number seven, leaders must carry out the shield of love, just as Peter did, and Paul did, and Polycar did. We must carry a shield of love to every to show everybody around us, regardless of race or creed. Number eight, generosity should stem from abundance as opposed to self-sacrifice. So we must freely give our time and our resources from abundance, a mentality of abundance, an orientation of abundance, not because you are sacrificing something. Number nine, from Peter, conscious leaders must be skillful and intentional in showing their love. You intentionally show that you love everybody unconditionally as Jesus Christ loved us. Number ten, we must lead with love. We all, we learn that all from Peter. Finally, in the last two episodes, we were talking about Polycarp. We talked about Polycarp. And we said Polycarp lived for 86 years, between 69 AD and 155 AD. You will recall that we mentioned that Polycarp was a Christian bishop of seminar in present-day Ismail, Turkey. According to the martyrdom of Polycarp, he died a martyr like Stephen, Paul, and Peter. He was one of the foremost apostolic fathers. He was burned and burned at the stake, then stabbed when the fire failed to consume his body in the stadium. Polycarp is a notable apostolic father that is venerated in the Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, Oriental Orthodox, Anglican, and Lutheran churches. He was a disciple of John the Apostle, John the Beloved, that is, and he wrote the epistle of Polycarp to the Philippians, as we mentioned in episode 11 of this season. So from episode 10 to 11 of this season, we noted some of the contributions of Polycarp. He was really an engaged leader. We observed the following quickly. We observed, number one, that learning from the true source can make a, a person a threshold leader. For example, Polycarp actually learned from somebody that met Jesus Christ, somebody that was close to Jesus Christ, John the beloved. Number two, just as it happened with Peter and Paul, confidence and courage under fire make us better leaders. We mustn't run when we are under fire. We must stand firm with God. Praise the Lord. We must not stand foolishly, but we must stand firm with God. It is the time to open ourselves before God, not allow human reasoning to direct us. Number three, faith and faithfulness will enrich leadership. Faith and faithfulness, faithfulness to the word of God, we enrich leadership. Number four, non-violence resistance is an all mark of a godly leader. 
it is not all the time that we attack rightly or wrongly that we must return violence for violence. We must never return good. We must always return good for evil, according to Ephesians 4, 3, 3, 2. Ephesians 4, 3, 2. Then number five. We learn from Polycarp that doctrinal purity makes us authentic leaders. We also learn that leaders should influence others with positive testimonies and legacies. That's number six. And number seven, leadership should show courage under fire. Leaders. Leaders must show courage under fire. We cannot overemphasize this point. Beloved, we can conclusively say that Paul, Peter, and Polycarp died for the Christian faith. As early church leaders, they left indelible marks that has been shaping us even today. We can certainly relate to one or three of these early church fathers and learn from them so that we can apply the good attributes that they demonstrate to us as church leaders. As we close this season, let us touch on Paul again. Paul really stood tall. If I dare say taller than the three of them that we have showcased in this season. If we look at a phrase, who am I in Christ? In relation to Paul, we note the following, and I will run through it quickly. The Apostle Paul is one of the great champions of faith and worthy of imitation, beloved. According to 1 Corinthians 4.16, is worthy of imitation today. Paul sincerely spoke about his past. Are we able to speak about our past? If you are a leader, especially in the household of faith, you cannot speak about your past, then something is wrong. Which was full of pride and violence. He contrasted the person that he was, what he cherished and what he Gave his, what gave his life meaning with the person he became after he met with our Lord Jesus Christ on the way to Damascus. Are we able to be vulnerable to the people that we are leading in the household of faith? In the end, for Apostle Paul, the value and goal and meaning of his, of his life were all linked to our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at a very short comparison before we close this, this season. Galatians we want to compare Galatians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14 to Philippians 3, 4 to 6. Paul says, Before I was born a Jew, a Roman citizen, circumcised on the eighth day of the tribe of Benjamin, a Pharisee, persecutor of the church, zealous for the traditions of the Jews. That is original credentials. Galatians 1, 13 to 14. Now, look at his credentials after meeting Jesus Christ and as he runs through to the flesh now of his race. He said, Apostle Paul, I said, now, can we say that of ourselves? Now, I am an apostle of Christ. Can we really say we are apostle of Jesus Christ, not apostle of our stomach and what we collect, what we get from people coming to church or people around us? Because we are pastoring. Now I'm opposed to, to the Gentiles. Are we really preaching the gospel to everybody around us? Now, a new person. Are we a new creature? All things have passed away. Everything has become new. Second Corinthians 5.17 He is a new person. 
forgetting all his ancestral background because all those ancestral background were worthless without Christ. And he said, I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Are we really a prisoner of Jesus Christ? Do we unborn ourselves before Jesus? A slave to everyone in service to mankind. Let's close with Galatians 2.20. And even though it's written by Paul, it's applicable to Peter and Polycarp as well. Paul says in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in Jesus, who loved me and gave himself for me. For a true Christian leader, we must be truly crucified in Christ. And the life we live must be for Christ, not for ourselves. Beloved, let us pray. Father, we are grateful for your strength, wisdom, and direction in this season 4 of PE. God, let the lessons of the 12 episode of this season shape and make us better leaders for your kingdom here on earth in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for being for inspiring season of PP so far. Father, Lord, let your grace abide to all listeners of PP to be meet in Jesus, Jesus, Beloved, if you enjoyed this episode, please like us on our various media platforms and also join us at the Redeemed Church of God. Restoration House online or on site in Blue Forty, South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platform on Facebook as well as YouTube. Till we come to you in the next episode of Biblical Phonesis. May the Lord keep you safe and blessed. May He shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed in the mighty name of Jesus.